All right, make sure that this stands and does not fall over. This is a continuation to Gifts of the Spirit. Probably going to be called Gifts of the Spirit 2 or something like that. It's a continuation to the last one that I did on Monday. Today is Wednesday. And I knew that I was not going to just, and I'm, um, I knew that I was not just going to do one. I knew this was going to come at different angles. It's just I don't get head visions like that ahead of time. So I knew after the, the, the last one, then I didn't know which way God was going to take this, but then how this came up, because I had a few things I was thinking on about it, but a friend came over yesterday, one of my Mary Poppins <laughs> friends that come and deliver stuff to me because <laughs> I can't leave. And, um, she, she had listened to the podcast and she asked a question that was a very good point. And she just said, um, what about that scripture that talks about that Paul basically says, um, everybody should, I wish that everybody would prophesy. And he also says to pray for spiritual gifts. You should, you should strongly d desire them. And I knew, and I knew those, those scriptures actually. And I, you know, I thought about that one before the last one, but it didn't come up as something I was to address yet. And so that's how I know God does it a very specific way because I was like, actually, you know, that is something I had been thinking about. So it got me to look into that text a little bit further because I just, you know, my time of ability to prepare things right now is very low and that's what God's on and kind of okay with is that I can't do what I normally do with stuff but and that's how he's doing this and it's giving him more of the power than Sarah and her little studying her all her little theology stuff that I try to do but um because I had not gone into that text and read into it I stuck with first Corinthians 12 and Romans 12 Ephesians 4 another another scripture also that gifts are talked about is uh I think it's first Peter first Peter four maybe I was literally just looking at it today but that's my brain right now I've already forgot it but it's in first Peter it's also talked about but um or in Peter pretty sure it's first Peter so I'm gonna go a little backwards with something I'm gonna go to chapter 14 first Corinthians then I'm gonna go back to 13 and then I'm going to read a definition of prophecy that's in the Vines Dictionary. And the Vines Dictionary is going to be what is <clears throat> defini definitions of strong, the Strong's, Strong's, and Strong's is the original language. So it's basically giving definition to the, to the original language. So the text she was referring to, so I'm going to read a bit of this. I'm going to start at the beginning. Pay attention to this first line, because this is the line I'm going to nail after I go through this. Okay. First Corinthians 14. Um, let love be your highest goal. This is how he starts, starts this off, okay? This is what I'm going to go after really hard. I'm going to go about how what he says about love. And if we get the full picture of how he's talking about the gifts of the spirit and the different things that he's having to address in Corinth, 
and first of all, you're going to have to understand that there's major stuff happening in, in, in this church. There's two different letters that have to be written to them. And there's tons of reprimands of like about marriage, about eating um, food sacrificed to idols. There's false prophets talked about. Then he's having to deal with um, tongues. He's talking about uh, the, the role of a woman in the church. So a lot of issues were going on. And from my understanding, when Paul wrote this, he was in Ephesus. And he finds out there's a bunch of stuff going happening in the church and at this church. And so he's having to nail these very specific things because with you don't find him having to lay out such detail of how these gifts are displayed except in the scripture that's why people who are in doctrine love they love this scripture oh my goodness this is what they'll debate on everything why the charismatics are wrong because it says if you speak in tongues there must be an interpreter um that it says that the the prophet's spirit is con is controlled by the prophet. This person's not looking controlled. This is not the spirit. Of, this is a god of order. And and yet, where do you see a god of order on Pentecost? So let's just like, is that the god of order you you talk about? What's the wisdom of the fullness of of scripture? Because then you have the other side that's going to use all Pentecost, Pentecost, Pentecost. But then put such an emphasis on the the these gifts without the emphasis that Paul is nailing love in the entire chapter before chapter 14. Okay? And that's why I'm gonna go back to it, because I'm gonna play the part that these people play, which is gonna make an emphasis on the, the on the on on what the gift is, and then I'm gonna take a back to it. So, okay. But you should also desire the special abilities the Spirit gives, especially the ability to prophesy. And this is what is gonna, I'm going to expand on. The way that we think prophecy is, is, is that people look at it as a specific gift that like, oh, you know, I got a prophetic word. Like, if you actually fully understand like what the gifts are and, and, those things like it's some of that's not considered prophecy like some of that is not prophetic like that is actually somebody having the ability to see into someone's heart whoa yeah and i think i always just call it a prophetic word but that's what i do a lot of that's what god god gifts me a lot for is to help people expose their heart before god to get free that's usually a lot of words i give people and i get insights into their lives and into the things maybe strongholds or things that are keeping them back from the fullness of god and i think i you just instantly would wrap that's a prophetic word but technically that would probably be more of a word of knowledge or a word of wisdom and sometimes you just end up putting that, like grouping that that together, and then you're thinking that people are thinking that prophecy is that this this ability or this insight and this and that, and we all want it, we all believe, we all want it. But okay, all right, okay. Let me keep going. Number two, for if you have the ability to speak in tongues, you'll be talking only to God. Since people won't be able to understand you, you'll be speaking by the power of the Spirit. But it will all be mysterious. But one who prophesies strengthens others, encourages them, and comforts them. A person who speaks in tongues is strengthened personally, but one who speaks a word of prophecy strengthens the entire church. Here, in when he talks about that people should pray for the gifts, I 100% agree of people praying for tongues. 100%. And here's, here's why I debate a person's heart intention praying for prophecy. Because prophecy is for the church 
And if you pray for it, for yourself and your glory and for some power it gives you, that's what opens them up to demons. And that's literally just checking a person's heart of why they're desiring it. Why are they praying for it? Because praying for tongues is going to be a desire of something personal, of more of, of, of something in God that is mysterious, that is against rational mind. It is something that um, we as humans cannot understand when, you, when, when you're praying like out the Holy Spirit's will like that, unless you have the gift of interpretation. But, but so I'm like 100%. Yes, people, people should pray for that if they, you know, and my, but what I'm going to just say is that we can't teach everyone has is should have it because then if you don't get it so there's no condemnation on you that's what people in my bible school were so condemned at the i was like that's like the crappiest thing ever like there were people that didn't have the gift of tongues in my bible school and because they taught that everybody should have it everyone should pray for it and they they were very aggressive about it they would in the middle of class make everyone stand up and everyone pray in tongues do you know how awkward that is to do to people who wouldn't pray in tongues and didn't have the gift do you know how it made them look and feel that they were less than, that they were not um, gifted enough? God didn't. I mean, if people understood this, that through your doctrine and your misinterpretation of the word of God, that that's what that's doing to people and the idea of thinking that they're getting everything of God when it's not taught with wisdom into people's hearts so that condemnation does not get to sneak in. Because I saw the woman who I started my ministry with She's amazingly gifted in her healing and deliverance. She's a, one of the only females that did not turn on me. Um, and I only had a few of those. And uh, I and I love her. She recently attended. Um, she's moved and gone to Bethel. And she was did inner healing at churches. She had been in ministry for many, many years. And she helped me get stuff started. And um, she wanted the gift of tongues so bad because she was totally charismatic and she had prayed for years and years and years and she just wouldn't and she wouldn't get it she would go places have them laying hands on her and then all of a sudden at some point she gets it years years later and i mean for her to fervently continue to pray there's an honoring in the spirit to that god sees it but we also have to understand that when somebody doesn't immediately or have something like that that they desire like there's more to it and it's not a, something that should ever be condemned and it's not because we need to know that the word of god is true and the word of god says not everybody's going to have it so if there's some people that don't get it for a season because i do believe here's what i do believe i believe if somebody is pursuing the holy spirit for it that's a gift they'll get i do believe that 100 percent believe it i just believe the way it can come will be in a hiddenness mysterious way of how God does it because I have I'm not sure if I've seen people who didn't have tongues like get it in when I'm praying for them I may have prayed for them and I got it later my main thing that, that God uses me when it comes to that gift because I'm not somebody who makes a big emphasis on it I'm just not I don't teach on it I don't do it publicly I mean I have before if the Holy Spirit takes me over in a deliverance that's kind of the time that I would do it, but, um, is that God has me deal with the deliverance with tongues because there's so much warfare on that gift. And this is going to give insight to some people listening to this. Cause you're going to go like, Oh my gosh, that's me. So there's people, a lot of people have this, they will have prayed or asked God or someone prayed for them for the gift of tongues. And this is specifically people who are not weirdos about what I'm talking about and being like, the gift of tongues is the, the demonic. Like, I'm not even gonna minister to you and nor am I gonna debate you. I don't really care about like people that wanna do that. I'm not gonna do that. So 
I'm just going to address it for what it is. In scripture, it, it is a gift and um, it is for today. And the church is, um, is to operate in it with wisdom. And, um, and I have seen that people would get a word or a sentence in, in the Holy Spirit language. And also demons give tongues to people. There's people in occults that speak in tongues, people, just so you know. Just so you know, demons give the gift of tongues as well. So I test I test it on people. So if they get stuck and they and I they'll and I I've, they'll, I'll say, you know, if you have only one one sentence or one word, like at the event I did in February, I called up people like that. I said, if you only have one sentence, one word, you can't get a release on it, then come for it. Let me address it. And I get a little aggressive. I'll grab them by the neck. <laughs> I did it to my friend in this room right now. <laughs> I've grabbed a few friends by the neck and done this. <laughs> um, and because I have actually seen spirits on people. <sighs> and yours was not a spirit, but I have cast spirits off of and their tongues got released. I've had that happen multiple times on people and they couldn't, they just maybe felt like they could have had, they had maybe one sentence, one word. And then I would come and I, I grab people by the throat <laughs> and I just, uh, and, and I'll release it on them and then they'll get a fluent, a fluent language. And what would you say, Moira, with what released for you when that, when that happened? You were, you had what, a sentence? Um, it was, I mean, there was some repetition to it, a little bit more than a sentence, but there, it wasn't hitting that. Like an unction. If people know what an unction is, it's where you aren't fighting to release if you're trying to pray in, 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 in this. And people will feel like they're literally like, why am I doing this? I don't even understand. And a lot of people, they're doing it more on a desperation kind of, you know, and when the Holy Spirit really gives it to you fluently, it's fluid. It's fluid, it has unction on it, and you will know when you're to use it. I'm not just walk around like, I'm not that person, but I'm also someone who lives in a state where, I'm not gonna get into that. I was gonna explain my theory on tongues. I'm not gonna do that right now. Um, I'm not in the mood. I'll do that on another one. Um, but what got released on her, and it was crazy. I mean, it just completely changed. It came out. I mean, and you start well, yelling. <laughs> and she's like the quietest person ever. So you just saw the Holy Spirit like come on her in such a strong way. And it changed now her inter intercessory. And this is the thing. She's not doing this publicly. She's not doing it in front of people. She's not out there like in her prayer, in prayer point. No, she's, this is for intercession. She uses it to intercede for that. And I know there's different interpretations of people who would say corporate tongues versus intercessory tongues or, you know, but that's what I would say. There are some people that you probably are going, oh my gosh, that's like me. And that's what that is. It's that you could have more and it's not been fully released. Um, and sometimes it's a spirit, sometimes it's warfare, sometimes it's just God using my anointing to impart something for someone. Um, it just depends, but okay. Number five, this is a scripture. I wish you could all speak in tongues, but even more, I wish you could all prophesy. For prophecy is greater than speaking in tongues, unless someone interprets what you are saying so that the whole church will be strengthened. Now, so this would be a scripture that would would debate well, Paul says, and, and in Joel 2.28, it says that the Spirit will pour out and men and women and children will prophesy. And so, you know, then the expectation that this is, this is to be more open to the church and taught and pe more people need, need to have it. And um, 
He said, I wish. Now, that's an interpretation, of course, of what is what he what is originally said. If you go look at I'll look at sometimes King James King James um, to see what they added in a little bit. If it's an interesting word, maybe I'll go look it up in Strong's or something. But I didn't need to do that for this one because it was very obvious to me. This was something he was saying, man, I, I hoped you guys could be in the fullness to God in this way. I, I, I hope, I would love it. I would love and desire that for you. I would love and desire that for you. But right now I'm reprimanding you. <clears throat> reprimanding how it's being done and how it's being dealt. And he starts it off by talking about love is the greatest thing. And so what we have is we have an overemphasis on gifts. And then you have people who don't fulfill anything that is in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 on what love is, that it is not jealous, it is not envious, and it is not boastful. And you have people that are all of those asking for the gift of prophecy and it being imparted to them. And then they're moving in on it publicly and relationally. <laughs> Bam. Bam. Took my bat real quick. So, um, number 12, since you're so eager to have special abilities, the spirit gives. So clearly there's an eagerness in this church. So I wonder if he's saying, I wish that for all of you because you are so eager, but there's some things not being done correctly. And so I'm gonna address that it is not for every single person. I wish it was. I wish it could be everyone who was in the fullness to that level and could be trustworthy with the Spirit of God publicly. <sighs> Since you're so eager to have special abilities the Spirit gives, seek those that will strengthen the whole church. Yeah, exactly. Seek those that would strengthen people in the church, not for your attention or for your power. But first, fulfill what love is. And love is love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, and your soul. Then you love people. And the interpretation that prophecy is you showing love to people when you have not committed your heart in love with God first. Because here's the thing. Everything I teach people might think I'm harsh. Guess what? I'm in love with God. I'm in love with God first. Then I'm loving you through his love. Because his love is truth. So my love is not for people above God. It's not. It will never be. It will never be. And I'm sorry if that's so hard to understand. As I'm, no, uh-uh. <laughs> no, no, that's not biblical. That's not biblical that we love people more than we show our admiration and minister to God first. It's not in scripture. It's off because why are you even doing anything you're doing? The, the charity idea that's in Catholicism is an idea that you are showing love for people you're never doing it to display loving God first. It's the idea of charity. Do you know that this word love in King it's the word's charity. That's how it's that's how it's translated in King James. It's charity, 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 charity. That's just one of the trans it's one of um the translations of the word love. So we're looking at it as something that's being is giving, is doing. And none of that's gonna come out in purity unless you're in love with God. First and foremost, because everyone's message would can carry a prophetic conviction that even the prophets in the Old Testament carry in their teaching if their heart is submitted and in love with God first. Now, Carl Lentz, you did not cut and slice convicting messages. Why? You were in love with yourself first. I can't. Sorry, dude. I'm sorry that I could write a book on you. I don't stop on you. You're just my perfect example. 
and you, you just have been the best one. Thank you so much for being my best example, you idiot. Okay. So, <laughs> I can't go on podcast without bullying someone. Uh, everyone goes, well, how is that love? Oh, give me a break. I'm not even going to debate that one, idiot. Oh, <laughs> uh, we got to get real. We got to get real with scripture, man. I mean, I think I even shared this. I remember hearing this about um, some lady. Well, the woman who brought her, the woman who brought her is actually in a cult. This lady who brought her. So she's, here's a funny thing about people in, in, um, more of like world systems, new age or cultish spirituality, they are actually more open to stuff like me than religious people because they're like more people that are just like, they're just super open to like spirituality and like totally talk about the devil and demons. And it's actually really funny. But this woman, she's in, she's currently, I know what had ended up getting in a cult. She brings another woman to one of my, um, the very first deliverance event I did and I gave my testimony and um you know I'm always hitting things and go and taking bats and I found out later and I saw half the room get offended by me I could feel it I could see it a lot of them struggled with me and then uh, the you know not half of it probably a third of the room I could feel were like <gasps> overwhelmed did not know what they're coming in for and how crazy I can come across <laughs> but one of the women said to this lady how how is this a god of love and this woman, this other lady was probably in a cult too because their idea of the actual like spirituality of love and nature loves and love and love and love. And the, you're so misinterpreting true love that is saving your dang soul from hell. It's saving you from hell. It is such a purified, perfected love. It is such a purified, protected love. It is to give you everything in his word as your ch- as his ch- child to give you all of it every single part of it do you not think god doesn't want to place his spirit on everyone that's what he wants that's what pentecost was about that's what he, this is the spirit of god wants this for his children so when we look at that me nailing something like this or the way i come at it isn't let man i'm getting I'm, I'm teaching you how to understand things so you do receive it in love so you learn and like where your heart isn't in pure love where you don't even know what pure pure love is in towards your relationship with god because you've been taught so much through doctrine it's what you do it's these rules these regulations this judgment this 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 that there is more judgment and fear through doctrine than me ever nailing it to this level. When I'm talking about the judgment of God, are you kidding me? This is a purified, amazing thing that people should just jump up and down for because of the beauty of the side of his heart. And the judgment that is taught through doctrine by putting fear on you through legalism is, is, is a frightening judgment. That is not God. That is not God. It is not. That is not God. Okay. Now I'm going to go back. Well, I feel like I already did it. First Corinthians 13. Because I already kind of slammed it. So now you have in between both of where he talks about the gifts in 12. Then he's still continuing. So he's on the same subject. But in this one, he's going to talk about, he's talking about the gifts, but he's nailing love above it. Okay. He said, if I speak to you, if I, if I could speak all languages of earth and of angels but didn't love others i would only be a noise and gong and a clanging symbol if i had the gift of prophecy and if i understood all of god's secret plans and possessed all knowledge and if i had such faith 
that I could move mountains, but I didn't love others, I would be nothing. If I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it, but I didn't love others, I would gain nothing. And here, here's what you have. You have people who are appearing to display God's secrets and all knowledge, yet they don't carry the fullness of love. So then in the spirit, you have nothing. Pretty blunt to me. Number four, love is patient, it's kind. Love is not jealous, boastful, or proud. And here's what's interesting. This is another thing you need to put into context. People go, well, isn't some of these things you said considered like boastful or whatever if I, well, and really all I ever boast, have boasted about is that I think I'm super biblical <laughs> and, about my, and about stuff I've been through. But you have Paul saying, I'm boasting to you about my sufferings. I'm boasting to you about these things. So what's your interpretation of boasting? Because if it's a boasting of bulking you up, then we are an heir. But if we are boasting about the spirit and the presence and the goodness of God, then that is an accurate boasting. Okay? Now, love is not jealous, yet the love of God is insanely jealous. Put again into context. We have to understand this, the fullness of stuff. He is addressing a sinful nature, people. He's addressing selfish intention. I can carry jealousy towards the children of God from what wolves are doing to them because it's the jealousy of God's heart for his children. So I can carry in anger in how I am speaking towards the jealousy of God's heart towards his children. Okay? We need to see things in truth. We need to understand that the love of God is jealous. So what is he saying here then? Then he's saying that jealousy from a sin nature of narcissism of what you want and what you want to have and what you want to get and what you're jealous of this person over there. You're jealous of this person's marriage. You're jealous of this person has children. You're jealous of this person's giftings. You're jealous of that person's body. You're jealous of that person's wealth. <sighs> That's an evil jealousy. Okay. Number five or rude it does and and what what do we what do we mean by rude i don't know god lets me be rude to stupid people and like my front neighbor he does you know there, there's a thing in the spirit of god where you can see through people's in truth and god will navigate you emotionally and to handle them because you're in such pure intimacy with him and where something like this goes out the window and he goes go be rude <laughs> Let's really understand who God is. Let's understand the fullness of scripture, people. This is talking about a heart intention. It's talking about a heart intention. God knows I have no heart intention to hurt anyone. He knows my I am protective towards what I see people doing to God's children. I am protective towards what who God is because of what he's done for me. It makes me protective in the deception because I know what he has done for me. I know what he's done for me and I see things that have gotten so skewed about God that that there's just anger and jealousy at times. Okay. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable and it keeps no record of being wrong. Now, I do have a problem with irritability. <laughs> That's an actual issue and I'm not going to pull a Holy Spirit card on that. 
<laughs> I can be so um, sanctified and all the other ones and try to explain how I'm still sanctified and I could do that. Uh, irritability uh, is, is, a, is a hard one for me because that, 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 that's a one that will get out of me in, in time. I just don't pray for patience because I'm scared of it. I'm scared of what's going to happen to me. So uh, number six, it does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. What's crazy is that, this is interesting that you just saw this. I, for the people who have been getting exposed, God has allowed me to start to publicly shame it and there to be a type of rejoicing. Because that's whenever truth wins out. And when these guys, people got exposed, the church is treating it as an injustice. <gasps> that was a good point. That's how people are treating it. Because they would get offended by what I'm saying because I'm going off on it. Oh, totally. I've seen the trolls on social media to people who, and I'm sad I don't have my Instagram anymore because I can't go. God made me take it down in obedience to him, and I, I did it, pulled the trigger, but I can't go troll all these people I want to troll. <laughs> and it bums me out. I was like, oh, I was in the mood to look at Carlin's Instagram today, and I can't. I really was. I was thinking of, I go troll like the ones that I, and, and I don't write them anything even though I want to. I snoop them and I look at what people write to them and then I get myself all fired up for my messages and I'm like, I'm kind of missing it. I'm like, can I use someone else's Instagram? Please go do it. Um, but, uh, <laughs> um, oh yeah, that's what I was saying. That that's how the church is trying to respond to these things, and it would call it as an injustice. I saw people attacking Victor Marks for calling out what Ravi Zacharias did, and somebody underneath was like, "I'm very disappointed by this, sir," and blah blah blah. And how could you? And it, it, like as if Victor Marks did the injustice. That's how the freaking church is treating this crap. I am like, when you go and you say, this is when truth wins, people, and there's a rejoicing in that. I'm rejoicing that these wolves are getting exposed. I'm rejoicing. Yeah, I may say I'm going to dance on graves, and that's me rejoicing, so shut up. <laughs> oh, God. My own entertainment. Okay, number seven. <laughs> this is the only reason I do podcasts make me not sick for like an hour and I get to have fun. <laughs> number seven. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. Now it goes on. Prophecy and speaking in unknown languages and special knowledge will become useless, but love will last forever. Now our knowledge is partial and incomplete and even the gift of prophecy reveals only part of the whole picture this is also another point to when i say the word of how the god talks is so hidden and it's so mysterious and it is very rare he gives extreme extreme laid out details like i the dreams that i had of the of that bible school that i talked about in the last one that is like a rarity type dream for me where it is like a detailed not hiddenness, but because I think I've already walked out so much of the hiddenness of what he revealed in that dream, I've already faced all those demonic things that he gave something to a complete a completion of like a puzzle of what I had been feeling and seeing people got imparted with the with the demonic. 
But if you understand, like we, we know in part, people, we do not know the fullness of everything of the word of God. We know in part and the prophetic proved it this past year. <laughs> oh, it's been proven. We know in part, we cannot fully figure out God's ways. We cannot figure out to the detail unless it's the word of God. And this is going to go to my point, what I'm going to read in the vines. Um, okay, this is what I'm going to go. I'm going to read this definition. I found this super interesting because what is said in this is something I said when I was teaching one time and it just came out of my mouth. And this is not something I knew as and vines, I don't even know where it just came out. Okay. Let me see what I want to read. Okay. This is part of the, the vines definition. And I'm not reading everything. I'm going to read part of it. Though much of the Old Testament prophecy was purely predictive, see Micah 5.2, in John 11:51, prophecy is not necessarily nor even primarily foretelling. It is a declaration of that which cannot be known by natural means. It is the foretelling of the will of God, whether with reference to the past, the present, or the future. Now he, they're in there referencing different scriptures and stuff. Goes on. The prophets are the play, are are placed after the apostles, since the prophets of Israel are intended, but the gifts. Are intended but the gifts of the ascended Lord and then they give more scripture of what that is the purpose of their ministry was to edify to comfort and to encourage believers first Corinthians 14 3 while its effect upon unbelievers was to show that the secrets of man's heart are known to God to convict sin and to constrain to worship and that of course is going to be you know what you saw the Old Testament prophets. That's why they also were edifying. They never just were threat, threat, threats. I mean, it all came to edification of being in love with God. Now, goes on. With the completion of the canon of scripture, prophecy apparently passed away. 1 Corinthians 13, 8 and 9. This is going to be um, what, what I said cessationist say on that scripture is that with the, with the completion of it, it's not active, but, but actually, so this is not a cessationist. Um, Vines is not saying this as that. So he, he's saying, they're saying like, um, let me go on it. It makes sense. In, in his measure, the teacher has taken the place of the prophet. <laughs> okay. Sig the significant change in 2 Peter 2.1. The difference is that whereas the message of the prophet was a direct revelation of the mind of God for the occasion, the message of the teacher is gathered from completed revelation contained in scriptures. <laughs> this is good, people. This is what I said in one of my teachings. I said, I believe, I said, the spirit of the gift of prophecy, we don't have new Proph prophecies coming in. We don't have new things. The word of God is the full prophetic word of him in completion. So now the office, when you're in an office of, of a prophet that you're calling, then you are teaching it out. You're teaching it out that will convict with truth. It will sever the veil off the church. It will expose things. It carries the fullness of everything. That's the true, the true gift of prophecy, people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so... This is how we need to now, this is how we need to discern a prophetic 
gift if we're gonna say it's prophetic. That's what I'm saying. What are you saying the gift is? I said, I believe any teacher you should carry this office because it's a te it's called a teaching office in this. It's called, in a, that's the vines, people. Every, every person who's a layman or a, a teacher in ministry, every person uses the vines. This is not a doctrinal debating thing. You're gonna find this in every denomination uses and goes by the vines definition. Thank you, Vines. It kind of just totally gave me my, my like, and, and there's so much more. I get how people break down, you know, all these different parts of this, this, and this. But if we're really going to look at when some, if, if it's just specific prophetic words to the church, it needs to be encompassed by teaching the book of scripture with it. That's what it has to be. It has to be wrapped in it. It must be wrapped in it. And honestly, I think I've been wrapping my crap in this every, every teaching. I have been wrapping it in the word of God. I've been wrapping it in what I'm trying to say. And it, it's it's coming to where I may say I'm sensing this, I'm feeling this, but I almost think God took me on that journey to be like, I'm going to teach you what this gift needs to look like, but I'm going to let you say what you're feeling, what you see with Jezebel, and then I'm going to wrap it in my word. <laughs> oh, yeah. And wrap it in my word. Because if we, it, because the, the gift of that at high level corporate that is to carry and edify the church to this needs to come through a crazy wisdom of what the word of God says prophetically through the mouth at that point. Now, if you're looking at something where you someone reads a mail on them and it's in the purity of God, then we're gonna say that's a word of knowledge or a word, a supernatural imparted thing the Holy Spirit gives into hearts and to expose if it's in if it's in if it's in truth and if it's in purity but if people are actively using that gift and they haven't fulfilled everything in um first corinthians 13 then they're in zero accuracy zero and they just have a demon doing it because the demons have an ability to know things and communicate it if people understood i can't stop on this if people understood to the level a demon has that ability and and how and how we could not think they could how could we not think that, people? How can you not think that? How do we think that psychics and people are, I mean, come on. We have to like understand that a spirit can give a voice and give an intuition, give an insight, say something to you, make you think something. Why do you think like so many women try to come up with this idea that they're gonna go marry this man and they made it up in their head from a demon? Like, and, and, and then are convinced because it was a lustful thing they wanted. And it was something they just were like, oh, I just feel it, I just feel it. I'm just hearing this voice and I just think that this is what it is and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> All right. I'm only at 38 minutes, so I'm giving this a minute because I already know God's not done. <laughs> and I don't know what he what it is that uh um Okay, well Maybe I'll just go to this text. Let's see if God gives me something. I'm going to go to 1 Timothy 4.14. This is Paul talking to Timothy, who's in Ephesus as a pastor. Um, 
And he says this to him in, in 14. He says, Do not neglect the spiritual gift you received through the prophecy spoken over you when the elders of the church laid their hands on you. Now, I've heard people talk about this, like, you know, a lot. Like, use your gift. And, um, you know, you have to sit there and get it working and blah, 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 blah. Because it says this in Scripture. But that word... Spiritual gift is is charisma. It's grace. Um, So we can't fully understand exactly to the detail of what he's referring to. What exactly is he referring was prophesied over him. And he's not to neglect it. And do 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 we know for sure that that means that he's not using it? Or could it be potentially something else? Like, you have people, like someone like me who had so much self-hatred, I just would have never believed I was, like, annoying. It could be have God work through me. And maybe in some ways it's, like, a, 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 the faith to know God is so much more powerful than you as a human. And if you have a heart intention that you just believe that he's good and faithful and however he wants to work you don't have to work for it because we're taking the scripture and then going okay now this is why we do hamster wheel conferences and make people because we got to stir up the gifts within us stir them up stir them up stir them up well first of all he's referring to something that was prophesied by the word of god okay not prophesied by an inaccurate prophet okay because I've seen people get prophesied to their flesh and then they go think they got to go stir it up, stir it up, stir it up when it was not an accurate prophecy. Like the one where the girl was told she was going to be well-known and on stage. Oh, I can guarantee she went home to stir up the gift for her. What was going to come for her? She's going to end up well-known on stage. Stir it up from a prophetic word. Oh, that's what we have doing. We need need the word of God and accuracy to these things because here's one thing. If I'm ever going to call out and prophesy if God had me do that so for somebody it first of all would be through the through the word of God and it would carry some conviction I do not show about I do not just sugarcoat people I don't because I just the word of God doesn't sugarcoat so I don't and I've never been sugarcoated my entire freaking life I don't know what sugar is I bathe with cockroaches <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> that was so weird I don't know why I just I'm not coated in sugar. I'm coated in roaches. <laughs> oh, God. That flew out too fast. Sorry, people. I know I say really weird stuff. My humor hits me funny. I entertain myself. I'm my own audience at times. And sorry, that, that would be really funny. <laughs> I have never, I've not been, I don't, I've never had a sugar-coated life. I've never been given things easy. I have. And um, so, and yet, it has purified me to such a crazy level and got me so free of the demonic because I have not been sugarcoated. That when I was given a ministry, I was rejected a majority at the beginning of most stuff because I wasn't, God did not allow me to be sugarcoated. Because he's like, if I put sugar on you, Sarah, you aren't going to carry the fullness of me. Can't put sugar on you. You'll get to bathe in sugar soon. <laughs> sugar will come at some point in your life. But I need to not be fat when I get that sugar. Like, I need to have not been fattened by by life. Right? Like, I need to have not been handed and patty-caked 
and given things so easily like a successful ministry that takes off with no rejection, gifts with no rejection, all this favor. Do you understand? That would have rubbed me in sugar. That would have jacked up my future. That would I would have been the one that fell like Carl Lentz. I would have been, it, so we have to understand that the, there's a good thing about not getting sugarcoated by the word of God. It's a good thing, it's a good thing, because it will produce and, and, and equip you so much quicker to truth. And then you know that a father is still a good father and he hands candy to his children, he hands money to his children, he takes care of everything for his children according to the riches and glory in Christ Jesus. But we have to seek the kingdom of God first. <laughs> Sorry. I'm going to think of the fact that I said bathing in cockroaches for a long time. Oh, God. Um, I need someone here who laughs louder to make me feel like I'm funnier. <laughs> Just kidding. Or else I'm, I'm always the loudest laughing one, and then I force you to laugh when you probably didn't think I was funny. But I am. Okay. Let's see. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I'm just kidding. You can keep your quiet little giggle. <sighs> Holy Spirit, God, whatever you have with this of, um, I just felt like he said I'm letting this sit on people. This is why I'm not getting it. So I'm like stall sitting and just waiting because I like I know it's not completely, um, it's not completely, completely out. Um. I had a really good story I was thinking about. I can't remember it right now. This is why God's making me stall so good. I was I feel like I was thinking about a really good one today. Jesus, didn't I have a good story? He's not giving it to me yet. Sorry, people, you're gonna have to sit there with me because <laughs> I know my flow and I know when I pick up stuff real quick and he's ma making me not. Jesus, God, Lord. Thank you that this goes out in truth. I, I pray that this carries such a spirit of prophecy on it, God. I pray it delivers minds that have gotten false prophecies. And um, it also delivers condemnations towards the gifts that people display or people hold or comparison with other people. And understanding even why they would desire it and why they'd want it. God, that it would just bring crazy clarity and truth to people's minds in the name of Jesus. Okay. I am feeling there's people who have gotten prophetic words that are going to hear this that misled them. That's what this is. Okay. Holy Spirit on that. And multiples of them. Some it could have just been once, others it was multiples of them. And certain things didn't play out or it caused confusion. It caused some issues, something like that. And I just feel like the Spirit of God is exposing that on certain people hearing this. And so in the name of Jesus, God, I ask that it is allow you to speak to those people that the a prophetic word hurt, misled, soul tied, created relationships that weren't supposed to be there through it. Ugh. Spirit, I heard spiritual son, spiritual son. Um, like 
because this is this is like a multiple thing because this happens to people all the time this is very like normal so i just think that like the holy spirit's bringing up what those those were and gonna remove kind of the arrow of it that came in maybe and then maybe the confusion that also took place of certain fulfillments and so god i just ask that you show those people give them like the, a vision of who what it was, who it was, bring it to the heart. Bring up what it was so that they can let maybe this it, it out or realize this wasn't right. And, and, and also I pray it exposes the people who, if you got prophesied a lot by a person, I, I pray this exposes who, the, who they are and what, what they operate in as well. Because I promise you, you saw accuracy in some of the prophetic of the people. So there were times where there was full accuracy and that's when you're going to deal with infiltration. Some stuff could be from the Holy Spirit. And then there's infiltration of witchcraft. You get demons that come into it um, as well. Because I know... <laughs> I can't look at you. I know when a woman who I brought up in this, I wasn't saying her name. I was referring to it when it came to the business deal. And... As said, she's a Jezebel. I've had interactions with her. And she uh, she mentors a lot of ministries in Orange County and stuff. And I know her and her husband's ministry and stuff. And she prophesied over me one time. And it was totally accurate and from God. Um, but I know she's a Jezebel. So I know she prophesies stuff to, to, to hook um, and to get into ministries. I've heard of some of them that she did to get affiliated with people. Um, and so I know she does this. And this is just to me, this is so, like this to me is like very normal. It doesn't like freak me out because I'm like so many people do this that it to me, I'm like, yeah, that's just another one that he misuses their, their gift and opened up through the hard access point of wanting a platform. And then now uses their gift and it's not full, it's not a purified gift. It has uh, false prophet spirits on it has witchcraft in it and um and I don't know why I just thought it thought of that why that just came to mind because that might have had something to do I don't really know but I I just know that I've seen people have the ability to do that and then in another instant do it in a way that feeds a soul or does something and to either getting what they want or they just get used by a demon to hit that person if that makes sense so it doesn't even need to be that that person that prophesied was trying to feed into you um for themselves it, it the demon can just have done it to do something to ha ha have had a bigger like agenda like i remember watching this pastor that i got affiliated with the church and it just was he he would prophesy all good things to the audience i talked about this and the spirit of god was not on it it was not on it at all and a lot of the reason that I know he was doing it was to build his his platform and have more people come to the church because they would think that coming out of this church is going to be a lot of wealth and business ideas because the church was going to blow up and he really would seduce that way. But he wasn't like, the funny thing is about that guy, he wasn't like th a threatening like type personality. He just kind of was stupid. Like he genuinely loved God. Like he really does. And I had a good relationship with him and his wife and stuff. But I had, a, you know, it fell out because my head whipping at their church and stuff like that. But 
it was never like I was always like, yeah, this is off. It's weird. It's not anointed. And why are you just sugarcoating everything and having like no truth in it? And, but it wasn't like to the level of danger that something else can be um, of why they're doing it. And and honestly, like that's how I view it. I literally look at things in degrees. I'm like, there's one, two, and three. There's like the non-threatening, silly, like they're just kind of stupid and they operate in these things. And there's the ones that to me, they're they're very threatening, like that guy with the homosexuality thing that was preying on, on people. And then they're extremely, extremely threatening like the man who I said who was full, full, full-blown witchcraft. He's he's headed to hell in the handbasket. He has sold his soul. And he has a deliverance ministry in Orange County. He's going to get exposed. And he is... Uh, he is... Uh, he is doing things fully, fully, fully out of demons. How do I know that? Well, I've had few interactions with him. I've dealt with cursings that he's done to people. I know some of the things um, that he says is his ability, and he's prayed over me, and I've seen him do ministry, and this man does not carry one thing that is in 1 Corinthians 13 of love. Not at all. He is boastful. He is prideful. He intimidates. He is he, he is out for his own. I know a lot of details about the dude. That's why I can say this. That's why I can say that I know that I know. And I'm not I'm not saying his name. Everybody is sitting there Googling all the ministries of Orange County. <laughs> you, know, Trey, you won't find him. His is very hidden. His is super hidden. His, it's not um, real public. So this isn't someone that a lot of people would actually um, know. But he's gotten it known enough in some circles that some there's I just know that because I've seen him at a lot of places so he's a top dot he, he is the degree of Todd Bentley um and maybe worse than Todd Bentley uh, no I'd put him with Todd Bentley because Todd Bentley is was taking everyone sexually and in in ruining people the same way this guy's cursing so um you know, yeah, I, I put him at that level where I say somebody has a, that the, one of the highest level predator spirits. They are incredibly dangerous to be in ministry. And I will, I do not, I will never have grace. I will not have compassion. I will nail you very hardcore. You're never going to, and I won't allow anyone to combat it with a grace scripture or Jesus died on a cross or Mary Magdalene the prostitute on any of that um, because it's to that level. So yeah, I think that this is going to expose that for some people, too, of where there has been prophetic words that have done that. And is that it, God? Maybe that's why I went on delay. Holy Spirit, I pray that those those things get exposed. They come up in the hearts right now in Jesus' name of, um, of prophetic words that did that. And that truth and clarity, wisdom and discernment would come into the minds and the hearers of people who heard this. That they would understand true, the true gifts of God, why they want it, why they display it. In Jesus' name. Uh, I, think, I think I am done. I think that was what it was. And I think that... Because this, if he's having me deal with gifts of the Spirit, it means that I'm going to be coming at more than just... My assumption is more than just prophecy. If I dealt with tongues today, then there's probably, I wonder if I'm going to do stuff on healing or more, more of the gifts. That would be my assumption. But this one was just for today for, for prophecy. Jesus, are we done? Okay. Yeah, it's, it's done. Are we doing another one Friday or Saturday? Maybe Saturday. Okay, Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll be doing one. Saturday 
because I know they're going to keep flying out and they don't stop right now. So I already know whatever the next day is. That's going to be Saturday. I wouldn't be shocked if I do one Saturday and probably Monday or something like that. But all right, people. Okay, goodbye.